Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's good to be here with you this evening. Amen. We just we counted a real privilege to be standing with young people that that are on fire. On fire for this message, on fire for a living God. We we counted a privilege to be standing with you in these moments. When it seems to be that there's a world that doesn't know where to stand, we're glad to be standing with the young people that are not standing on their own, but there's a living God that's standing there, that's protecting you and guiding you. And amen. We certainly counted a privilege to be able to speak to young people like of such precious faith and we count you uh, a, a very, we count it to be you guys to be some of the greatest people on the face of the earth. Because what you represent here is not yourself or not a building or not necessarily a church, but you're representing a, a bride around the world. And we thank you for your stand in these hours. And so we so appreciate you all and brother, brother John. Brother, Brother Michael, we appreciate all the hospitality that you have done for us this, this week. We appreciate the invitation from Brother Biscoe and Brother Tom, and we certainly love each and every one of them, and they mean so much to us. This is, this is a very special place for myself and my family. There's a lot of things that are tied to this camp, and, and this camp is a camp that changed my life. It started my walk with the Lord here some 12 years ago, and, and uh, because of that, we see we see fruits of ministry, and we see a change. We change a change in the whole Spencer dynamics because of this camp. And I believe that you can come to this camp, and you can walk away completely different and changed. I keep hearing that word that this camp is different. It's different than other camps. I keep hearing that it's set up unusually compared to past years. But I believe that that you can walk away here different. I believe that you can walk away here completely uh, unusual to the world, but I believe that you can walk away here an extraordinary, ordinary human being because you are a dwelling place of the Most High God. Amen. God bless you this evening. I would like to tell you and greet you from my, my dad and my family there in Virginia, and we appreciate you upholding Brother Ron uh, in prayer and holding him up by the prayer of faith. And so we appreciate you all as young people praying for him, and uh, he, he sends his greetings. We found out this past week, just so I kind of give you a little rundown of what we're facing, uh, we found out this past week when they did a lung biopsy on Monday this past week that, that Brother Ron is facing melanoma cancer that is in his lungs. It did not start in his lungs, which is a testimony to our Lord Jesus Christ when he healed him 12 years ago of a lung burn and he came to this camp and preached. But those, those nodules that, that came that are in his lungs started, started somewhere on his skin and rolled into his lungs. But we know that as quickly as the enemy has rolled up into his lungs that God can roll him right back out. Amen. Amen. And I'm, uh, we have seen supernatural things already happen through through this event, but we're expecting a supernatural God to show up and show out. I would I'd like to just kind of tell you where I'm standing at in these moments. I'm standing in a spot. I could kind of say that I've got a chip on my shoulder, as it were, because Satan has picked on my family. But more than that, Satan has picked on your family. 
Satan has picked on the family of God. And I'd like to say this, that Goliath will regret pointing his sword at your family. He will regret the day that he walked down in that valley and pointed his sword at the family of God. So tonight, we this is not an ice-breaking night. I know that you've been traveling in and you've had your busyness of day. But I'm going to ask you to just dive in with me. There's no, there's no ice-breaking service, so I'm going to preach. You pull, and we'll watch God go to work. So, so you have got me in a very special spot right now because you've got me with, I'm in attack mode. I'm in attack mode because he has attacked my family. He's attacked the family of God. So this is a very dangerous camp for Satan. If he shows up here, he's going to get exposed. So let's just have a good time in the Lord. Amen. Is that okay with you? We'll just dive right on in and we'll just have ourselves a good time in the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles this evening, we'll turn to the book of Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 and then also Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29. I believe that you as young people can ask You know exactly what you came to this camp looking for. You know what you came to this camp holding on to things, certain things that you need answers about. I believe the God that wrote this word will give you the very desire of your heart. Amen. I believe that that it's young people like you that can pray cancer away. I believe it's young people like you that, that we're going to watch this generation, this generation take a body change. Amen. And I'm certainly privileged to be standing with you. Amen. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. And before we read from the book, let's speak to the author of the word. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight in the most precious name that there is, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, there's none like you. Lord Jesus, there's none beside you. Father, there's none before you. You are God and there's none There's none like you, Father, and we lift up the name of Jesus, Father, and we realize that all power in heaven and earth is given under that name, Father. We realize that that by the name of Jesus Christ, strongholds are broken. Father, we believe that in the name of Jesus Christ that demons have to flee. We believe in the name of Jesus Christ that chains are broken. We believe tonight that as we sit here under the auspices of the revealing of the word, that the Holy Ghost will begin to move in action and begin to uh, begin to move as we react to your word, Father. Lord, I pray the Holy Ghost will begin to pulsate to your children, Father. And Lord, I pray that they would begin to pulsate back to you, Father. Lord, I pray that the unction of the Holy Ghost would move out across this congregation. And Lord, we've already seen the supernatural taking place in this weekend. But Father, I believe that you have come to this camp for such a time as this. I believe that you came to this camp, Father, to do work in your children. And I pray, Father, that they would move aside every doubt and every fear, Father. And they would, they would release their faith just now that a living God would speak lip to ear to them. And may they see you in action, Father. May the God that wrote the word come behind it and vindicate that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we love you and appreciate you. Lord, as the word would go forth, I pray that you would have the preeminence in your children. May you speak to them lip to ear. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. I'd like to speak to you this evening by the help of the Lord on where, where we belong. Where we belong. Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Deuteronomy chapter 29 and 29. You realize how powerful you are tonight. There's no enemy that can stand before the children of God. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29. You say amen when you have it this evening. Amen. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed. Somebody say revealed. Those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever. That we may do all the words of this law. May God bless his word. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever. That we may do all the words of this law. I find that a lot of times in life that, that men and women begin to, they begin to find and try to search out their place that they belong in and they try to find out where they should live at or what, or what dynamics they need to be a part of and different things that, that they've grown up in and they want to find that place that they belong at and they want to, they want to find that, that calling in their life and their purpose in life of, of what they're destined to do and what they're predetermined to do and I I believe that tonight that that there is a God that has predetermined your path that that before you ever got to camp that there was a God that came and hollowed this ground and and made a preparation for you I believe that the angels of God have gathered around this around this building as it were and began to hollow this place and I believe that you have arrived at this moment and I believe that God is going to speak something to you this weekend I believe that God is wanting to say to you that that you are are in a spot of the revealing of the hour of the word of this hour and you are right in the spot that you belong in now satan has done his very best to keep you out of this revealed word but god is doing his very best to get you in this revealed word that word belong it means to be the property of a person or a thing to be attached or bound by birth it means an allegiance or dependency to be a member or a club of an organization or set to be an attribute or to be a part of. And we are bound by birth to the God of heaven. You see, there are certain things in my own characteristics that you will notice about me this weekend that will tell you that I'm a Spencer. You'll see me as I begin to speak. You'll see that there are certain characteristics that you have watched before, maybe even behind this pulpit or maybe at a different meeting. You'll watch things because you see there's something that I am bound by by birth to a Spencer that I begin to speak. I begin to speak like a Spencer. I begin to talk like a Spencer. You'll see that I 
you may you may have came here and maybe expected somebody just to stand behind the pulpit and begin to give you some kind of unique sermon, but I believe that if you are expecting those kind of things or intellectual talk, that you have invited the wrong type of speaker. But I believe that if you came here desiring to see a man that knows the power of God and that, that believes in an old-fashioned Pentecostal experience, I believe you have invited the right kind of man this evening. Because I believe that the God of the Bible is here to speak to you and you'll recognize that there are characteristics that I'll speak about this evening that will tell you that there's a God that lives on the inside of this vessel. And I believe that this this weekend is, is predestined so that you get the same God that lives in these men of God right here, that that same God is desiring to live on the inside of you like never before. You see, there's certain characteristics about my father that you'll see. I've got red hair like my dad used to have red hair. I, I begin, I walk like a Spencer. I talk like a Spencer. I act like a Spencer because I belong to the Spencer family. And you see, as a son and daughter of God, you'll act like a son and daughter of God. You'll, you'll walk like a son and daughter of God. You'll dress like a son and daughter of God because you belong to a kingdom that is not of this world. You see, before you ever got here, there is a God that predetermined your path. And I believe that as young people, you're trying to find your path in life. You're trying to find where you fit in. And I don't believe that any person desires to run aimlessly through life. And But they want to find that spot that they belong in, the place that God predetermined or intended them to be in. And I'll say this to you, that before you ever got here, your mom and dad may have thought that you were coming at such a time or they wanted a child at that time, but God knew before your mother or your father ever began to think about having a child that you were going to be here. And that God called you. That God elected you. That God chose you for such an hour as this. You know, the Bible said that, that, that the, the book of Jeremiah, that God said that before I formed thee, before I formed thee in the belly, uh, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I, I ordained thee to be a prophet unto the nations. He's determined to see us through. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He's predetermined our path and he has seen us as we came into this hour, into this moment of Laodicea. And we are here and elected to tear Satan's kingdom down. If you could begin to let yourself loose this evening and realize that you are in a spot that God has looked out upon for such a time that you have come down through through all of the seven church ages. God had in his mind that there would be a people that would come out of the darkest of days. That would come out of a day and an hour when it seems there would be no hope for a people to live like God. To talk like God. To breathe like God. But there's a people that are standing upon the face of the earth right now. Right now and is elected to tear Satan's kingdom down. You see the prophet said in a hidden life, he said the hidden place, that's the place where we've got to come to, my brethren. That's the place that where God reveals his secret things. That's the place where God does the placing and the calling. Psalms 32 and 8 says, And I will instruct thee, And teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. And I will guide thee with mine eye. There's a God that's guiding you this evening. 
You recall when Brother Branham, he begins to speak about, you'll hear him on tape, you'll hear him talking about a bum one time that came to his house and he was asking for a sandwich. He knocked on his door and asked him if he could get a sandwich. You remember that story. And he came there and he was speaking to him and Brother Branham invited him in and said, I'll give you more than a sandwich. Come on, sit down. I'll give you what I, what I got here. So Brother Branham began to speak to this man and he began to talk to him and made him out something, sat down at the, at the table there with him and began to speak to him and he said, he said, where are you from? And he said, I don't know. He said, where are you going? He said, nowhere. He said, wherever my hat is, is just where I rest at. And Brother Branham asked him, he said, now how long have you been doing this? He said, maybe about 20 years or so. And he said, this man had no ambition about him and he didn't have no direction. He didn't have no leadership. He was just, he was just aimlessly, he said he was a bum. He was going from here and there. And he said, he began to talk about, he began to talk about the driftwood as, as you remember, as he would, as that driftwood, as it gets caught up in the, in the turns of that river and how it gets caught up in the trash piles of the driftwood of that river and everything just seems to get caught up in that trash pile. And he said, that's kind of like men and women that, 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 that they're, they have no ambition about them. They have no power behind them that they're, that they're caught up in the trash pile. But you see, he said you could see a boat that would go down that river and you see that boat could be made out of the same exact wood as the rest of the wood that was caught up in that driftwood or in that pile of trash there he said but the difference was between the boat and that driftwood is that that boat was crafted by a master and on the back side of that boat there was a power and that boat may have get caught up in that driftwood or may get caught up in that turn. But the difference between that boat, it had a power to get itself out of that trash pit. And I believe tonight that you may have been in a trash pit of your life. There may have been spots in your life that look like you are not going to get out of. But you didn't belong in those spots. You didn't belong in that trash pit. But there is a power that is sitting in this building tonight that will get you out of your trash pit. That'll get you out of the cosmos of this world. That'll take you higher to a place that you belong in. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, upon your life, there is a higher calling than to be a teacher. Upon your life, there is a higher calling than that that to be an insurance salesman or the president of some company. But you are disciples to the God of heaven. And I want you to know tonight, young people, that you are not following a loser. You're not following a quitter. You're following a conqueror. You're following a winner. You are following a God that has never lost a battle. You are being led by a power that will take you higher. I have found in my life that God has never degraded me. But Satan is always there trying to tell me that I can't do this. And I can't do that. But you see, I'm a kind of positive and negative kind of person. That if Satan tells me that I ain't elected, that means I am elected. If Satan tells me I can't make it, that means I can make it. If Satan tells me I'm not going to be in a rapture, that tells me I am going to be in a rapture. He tells me I don't belong in this bride. That means I am a part of this bride. Talk some more, Satan, and I'll just turn it around on you. There's a young people that are disbelieving the devil's lie. You're a people that's got the answer to the devil's question. The power of the Holy Ghost is here. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Exodus 23 and 20, Behold, I sent an angel before thee. 
to keep thee in a way and to bring thee into a place which I have prepared for you. Truly this world that we live in. You can't deny it, but the truly this world that we live in in Laodicea, it's a world where we don't fit in. It's a place where we don't fit in with the who's who's or a part of the in crowd. When the world has their parties and their social events, you and I just don't click. But I love what Brother Random said in The Greatest Warrior, David. He said, every man or woman in here that's a Christian knows that something's been on you all of your life. When you was a child, you longed to serve God. And something beat at your heart. It was God's election. How many could testify that to that this evening? That something's been on you all your life. You, you just didn't seem to fit in with the rest of the world when they were going about and partying and taking in on drugs and taking in on different things. You just didn't want to go with that crowd. But there was something in you that was pulling you to a higher place. It was a deep call to the deep. It was bringing you from a spot that you are in to a place that you belonged at. The prophet would say that you got to belong to one body or the other. He said, now you belong to one of these bodies. One of them you're joined, the other one you're born into. One of them you're a part of because you're born into it. You have to be a part of it. Could I deny I got an arm no more than I could deny any word of God. If I'm a part of God, I'm a part of William Branham. I'm in parts. And every part is a part of me. And every word of God has to fit my spirit, has to fit my soul, has to fit my living. It has to fit my ideas. Hallelujah. If my ideas is contrary to that, then God's spirit don't dwell in me. That's right. Can't deny one word of it. You belong to one of these bodies. You got to be. It's just got to be. It's either the body of God, which is the word, or the body of Satan by the church. Hallelujah. Brother, Brother Michael began to speak on these things that except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. There's a, there, there is a people today that, that we live in this age of Laodicea where everything comes easy. And people would just want to walk up to the altar and they just want to push the button and get the Holy Ghost. They don't want to tarry no longer for the Holy Ghost. They don't want to wait on the Holy Ghost. They don't want to die out to themselves anymore. They just want to walk up to an altar and say, I got it. And they don't really have anything. They just have another emotional time when they boohooed at the altar. I'm not talking about altar calls because I believe in altar calls. I believe that there is a power that you can walk up here to this altar tonight. And you can walk away from this altar completely changed. But people do not know how to tarry anymore. Now the promise is not like it was 2,000 years ago when the children, when the children of God were up there on the, on the day of Pentecost where they've been waiting 10 days to get it. Now you don't have to wait like they did because the Holy Ghost is here. But you have to die out just like they had to die out. You know, as I, you know, I can search all the way back and I'm pretty sure that the way they died back there is the same way that we die today. Life went out of them. And they buried them. And that's the only way that the Holy Ghost is ever going to come on the inside of you. There's no way that he's going to come fill you when you're full of yourself. There's no way he's going to come fill you when you're full of doubt and full full of unbelief. But when you empty out. 
When you say, God, I got to have more. I can't live this way no longer. I've been living in a spot when I know I don't belong there. And you come to a spot and you begin to tarry and you begin to wait and say, God, I'm not leaving here. May this be the night tonight that you come to this camp and you say, tonight I'm not walking away the same way I walked in. May this be the night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, Satan wants to keep you off of your God-given privileges. He wants to keep you off of that spot, that place that you belong at. But I want to tell you, you don't have to listen to the devil. You may have listened to him before. You may have came to this camp maybe years in advance. You may have came here and you have let the enemy whisper in your ear, Well, I can get it next weekend. Don't you dare listen to the devil one more time. One more second with the devil's too long. You don't have to live with that demon of torment and demon of fear and demon of chains and demons of bondage. You don't have to live with him no longer. You don't belong bound. You belong loosed. Am I speaking to you this evening? You see, you don't belong to this world. You don't belong to the Laodicean church age that's lukewarm and and powerless and have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. I'm going to talk to you about a people that do not belong to the devil, but a people that believe that belong to God. You belong to the church of the living God. You belong to the kingdom of peace, to the kingdom of righteousness, to the kingdom of holiness. You belong to a headship. You belong to Christ. And Christ the headship has come down. This is not like Luther's day or Wesley's day. But you are living in the hour of the revealing of the seven seals. Where the manifestation of God has come down. And the power of God has been dispersed like never before. The seals have been released. I want you to know you don't have to fear what those seals are. You don't have to wonder, well, it's so big, I can't figure it out. Those seals are Christ. You don't have to think, my goodness, I'll never figure it out. Those seals are Jesus Christ. And if you look at this Bible and you don't see Jesus Christ in every scripture, you need to go back and read it again. Amen. God bless you, brothers, if you wouldn't mind helping me out here just a little bit. But we are seeing in this hour... I honestly believe that something has supernaturally happened in this hour. In this day, we are seeing a power like never before released upon a generation. We are watching a manifestation of the Holy Ghost come down and fill empty vessels. You know, Brother Branham said that that's God's strategy. That's God's strategy is to come in and take empty vessels and fill them and shake the world with I say I pray God's strategy be released in this moment. But we are watching. We are watching the power of God be released like never before. We are watching young people that are denying the devil. We are watching the young people as they begin to rise and accept the challenge that there is a people that can live right. A people that can live holy. A people that can live this message. You see, if all this message is to you is books and tapes, you've missed it. If all this message is, is is God sent a prophet, you've missed it. We are, we, I believe that God sent a prophet, but I believe that we're further than that today. I believe that this is the hour that we must prophesy again. 
Satan has tried to keep you silent all of these years. Tried to keep you bound in your fear. But this is the time to speak. You have been given a message that will shake Satan's kingdom down. It's a time when the young people start taking this word and start cutting down every demon power. If you'd realize tonight what power that you hold in your hand, that you can let this thing loose. That Satan can't stand before you. That hell can't stand before you. If you could realize tonight. If you could realize tonight that there's a power of the Holy Ghost in this place. This message is none other than Jesus Christ. This message didn't come to prove Brother Branham. This message, Brother Branham came to prove Jesus Christ. This is more than Brother Branham. This is more than Tom Ray. This is more than Brother Ed Biscoe. This is more than Ron Spencer. This is about a body. This is about a body that is getting ready to be lifted off of the ground. You don't belong to this world. You belong to a kingdom that is not of this world. Hallelujah. Boo devil. We are seeing a manifestation of sons like never before. Hallelujah. You don't belong in the land of sin. You don't belong in the land of torment. You don't belong in the land of defeat. You belong in the land of victory. Somebody say that tonight. I belong in the land of victory. I belong in the land of the Holy Ghost. I belong in the land of revelation. I belong in this land. It's a good land. I bring back the fruit of that land. And I'm here to tell you, you can taste of it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That same Holy Ghost that came and got a hold of me 12 years ago is the same Holy Ghost that's willing and moving and wanting to get in your life. Satan has done his worst. Well, let's do our worst. He's done his best to keep you off of this land. He's done his absolute best to keep you off the spot that you were born for. Let's push him back tonight. Don't you stay there and cow down like some coward. God can't use a coward. But if you got a, if you got a backbone the size of a saw log and courage on the inside of your heart and says, God, I know that you're for me. And if God be for me, come on young people, if God be for me, 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 Come on, young people, respond to the call. If God be for me, who can be against me? Laodicea can't be against you. Sin can't be against you. Demons can't be against you. Cancer can't be against you. Diseases can't be against you. Depression can't be against you. If God be for me, if God be for me, who can be against me? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise in the house of God. Back up, devil. It's a bad night for you. You know, Brother Branham would tell us that that Satan hates two books of the Bible more than any other book. And that's the book of Genesis because it speaks of his origin. And the book of Revelation because it speaks of his destruction and it exposes him. You see, Jesus said about Satan, he has no part in me and I have no part in him. The devil... 
would like to prove that different, but he cannot. So he does all that he can to destroy confidence in the word. But when the church disbelieves Satan and believes the Spirit's revelation of the Word, the gates of hell cannot prevail against Christ. He does not say that. He said the gates of hell cannot prevail against her, against you. This is not just about Jesus himself 2,000 years ago that Satan couldn't prevail against it. But it's about you. It's about a people that Satan is afraid of. I did a study a couple of weeks ago on through the message of what Brother Branham said that Satan is. That Satan is a deceiver. Satan is a liar. Satan is a tormentor. But I come all the way down to the church age book and Brother Branham said Satan is afraid. Satan is afraid because there is a people, there is a ministry that is exposing him. I want you to know tonight that the greatest way to get rid of your demons is to expose them. To call them out and say, you're not welcome here no longer. Pornography, you're not welcome here no longer. Depression, you're not welcome here no longer. Expose him tonight. Don't you be afraid of that demon. There's a power here that's greater than any sin. That's greater than any foe. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. No weapon. Woo. What we see here in our scripture reading in Genesis 12. And we see God giving Abram a command and a promise. He's commanding him to leave this land. And he's giving him a promise that he'll take him into a land. And we look, if we look back at the transition from Genesis 11 to Genesis 12, you'll look that there is a gap in the speech of God. That it has been 420 years, 420 years since God spoke to Noah. And from the time that he speaks to Abraham, there's a gap of 420 years. So it is telling you of the life that Abraham lived is that he walked so close to God and talked so close to God that God would speak to him. And I want to say this to you, that that same one that is speaking, was speaking then, is the same one that is speaking now. Are you with me this evening? You are not feeding on the mind of a man. You're not feeding on the, you're not feeding on the mind of, of denominations, but you are feeding on the unfailing body word of the Son of Man. I want you to know this ministry didn't die. The Son of Man's ministry didn't die in 1965. The Son of Man's still speaking today. Brother Branham said in 50, in 1958, he said, your voice is his voice. The voice of resurrection is in the body. And that voice is bringing you into a spot that you belong in. But notice the command that, that God gives Abram. He is he, commanding them to leave all of his old fond memories, all of his old associations for a land that he ain't never seen. You know, To a man that's looking at the natural, it's pretty difficult to look at. For a man, for he's looking at a land that he ain't never seen before. You can imagine the separation anxiety that Abraham's going through right here. You know what it's like. You're young people. You get anxiety about leaving your iPhone. You can smile. It's okay. I understand. I understand too. We live down, we live, we know how to live down in Virginia as well. We got iPhones down there. But you, you know, you understand the anxiety of things of, of just leaving something to get out of your comfort zone. 
But you'll notice that Abraham, as he, as he, as he's dealing with this, he's having to cut ties to everything that he has held dear in his life. To the place that he was born in. To the place that he knew. To all of his old fond memories and, and his family and his affection and his country. And he's leaving all of this just to obey in a voice that nobody else has heard. You can imagine the separation anxiety that is bottled up on the inside of him. He's leaving everything that he knew to walk out and obey God's voice. But his faith was taking him to a land that he belonged in. You see, God didn't want Abraham just going a little bit out of the way. He wanted him going all the way. God ain't just looking for 50% out of you. He's looking for 100%. There's a song that says, I'm going all the way, all the way, all the way with my Lord. I've made my decision. I've made my choice. I'm going. I'm going all the way. Hallelujah. God wants all of you. But there are people that don't understand you. You can put yourself in Abraham's shoes. There's a lot of people that don't understand the way you live. They don't understand the message you believe in. They don't understand, they don't understand why you've cut ties to, to the things of the world. They don't understand the way you dress. They don't understand the way you act. They don't understand the way you talk because they've not heard the same voice that you heard. You see, Brother Branham's voice, literal voice, cannot change you. But there's a voice behind the voice that'll change your life. But notice he had to cut ties to walk into a land that he'd never seen before. And you may be cutting, you may have to cut some ties this evening to walk into a land of the Holy Ghost. You may not be able to see the Spirit right now, but I want you to know that He's here. And I want you to rest assured that He's here to fill you. If you've got a desire to be filled, you're not, (laughs) He's wanting to get on the inside of you more than you're desiring it. But maybe you can't see that spirit right now, but I want you to know that he's here because his word says he's here, his anointing says he's here, and I say he's here. And the Bible tells us that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be. There's a whole lot more than two here tonight. So we know that God is here with us. You may not be able to see it, but I want you to walk into it tonight. I don't care what state of being that you walked up in here. You may have been completely whole, may be so filled with the Holy Ghost that you may be able to spit out quotes better than I can tonight. But I'd say that no matter spot you're living in, there's more for you. Come on, somebody. I've been studying this message all of my life. And I want you to know the further I get in God, I feel like the less I know. But I want you to know that every day I wake up and I say, God, give me more. Give me more. Give me more. Give me more. I say this to you that if you're asking for more, God will give it to you. I was speaking with a man. I was speaking with a man not too long ago. And I began to speak on that. There's a people that desire more of the Holy Ghost. And he began to talk to me and he said, you know, he said, I don't understand that statement. He said, I got the Holy Ghost 40 years ago. And if I got him one time, why do I need him again? I thought, my goodness. And this is supposedly a message believer for 40, 50 years now. If I got the Holy Ghost one time, why do I need it again? So I looked at him. I said, I looked at him, Brother Michael. I said, when you bought your car, it was probably full of gas. 
He said, yeah. He said, dealership did that. I said, well, did you run the whole time on that tank of gas that they put in? He said, no, I had to refill it. I said, that's the same way with this baptism of the Holy Ghost. Is that there's one feeling, but there's many refillings. And I want you to know that, that this is, this is more than some car. This is the bride of Jesus Christ. And I believe that the closer you get to God, the more you'll seek His face. Brother Branham said, give me a preacher. Give me a, give me a housewife that'll put God first in everything and I will show you a people that'll be successful in spite of all that the devil puts on them. If you seek God first, first in the morning, first in your life, God will make you a people that'll be successful in spite of everything that the devil's tried to put on you. Think about that tonight. If you could come to such a spot in this meeting, that you're seeking him first when you pick out a song. You're seeking him first when you're picking out a mate. You're seeking him first in everything that you'll do. You'll be successful in everything. In everything that the devil tried to put on you. Oh, come on somebody. Give me a lady. Give me a young person. Give me a preacher. Give me a housewife. I want you to give me somebody tonight. How many, somebody who's willing to say I'll be that one. Won't you stand for a testimony that I'll be that one. I'll seek God first. I'll seek Him in my life. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Branham, a prophet of the Lord said, then I'll show you a person that'll be successful in spite of all that the devil puts on them. Give God praise in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. The Bible says in Genesis 13 and 14, And the Lord said unto Abram, After that lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land which thou seest. He's looking at the land. Which all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Notice this. He says, Arise, and walk through the land in the length of it, in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. What a God. I want you to take a look. I want you to take a good look tonight all the way through. I want you to arise and walk through it. I want you to take a walk from Genesis to Revelations. And I want you to say every chapter, every verse and every line, it's mine. Satan, I want you to hear me loud and clear tonight. There's a people that are arising out of the stupor of their condition. They're arising to walk in the land that God chose them to walk in. And there's nothing, Satan, that you can do to keep them out of it. God told Abraham, lift up your eyes and look where you're standing. I want you to look at your, I want you to lift up your eyes upon your situation. I want you to look where you're standing. You know where you're standing at as a young person. You see where you're at. But I want you to look at it. 
You had to go through some times and you had to cut some ties to the world. But I want you to look where you're standing. One night I was standing, I was standing at a pulpit and I was preaching and I was, I was facing, I was facing a spirit of witchcraft like I had never faced before. A spirit of rebellion like I'd never faced before. And God spoke these words. Look where you're standing. Look where you're standing. Look where you're standing. When I come across this scripture. I tell you what. I had myself a good old shout brother John. Because you see I had looked. At all the things that the world had to offer. And I looked at that spirit of rebellion. And I watched that spirit of rebellion. Take that person. That could have had the same opportunity that you had this evening. And it took them right out of that church service. And they walked away dead. But the Spirit of the Lord says, look where you're standing. I want you to look where you're standing tonight, young people. You're not standing in the land of the dead. You're standing in the land of the living. It's a time that you stand up and you start walking through this land. You belong in this land. And Satan has done his very best to keep you off of it. But I want you to look where you're standing right now. You've separated from Lot. God can never bless you until you're separated from the world. But once you separate, then take a look where you're standing. Once the separation came from Abraham's family, from Lot, from everything that he knew, then God could bless him. God cannot bless you out of your land. Israel can never be blessed unless she's in her homeland. And the bride of Jesus Christ can never be blessed out there in some denominational word. But in the land of the living, the message of the hour is where the bride is blessed to walk in. This land of the message is exactly where you belong at. You don't belong in the land of sickness. How many sick tonight? You don't belong in that land. You may have walked in here and got all kinds of scars from the pain of your past. But you don't belong there. You don't belong in distress. You don't belong in turmoil. You don't belong in troubles. You don't belong with those demonic powers speaking to you and tell you that they're going to destroy your husband and destroy your family and destroy your young people. You don't belong listening to those voices, But you belong listening to a voice that will take you higher. You belong listening to a voice that said, I'll bless you coming in and bless you going out. You belong listening to a voice that said, I'll make you a head and not the tail. You belong listening to a voice that said, I'll put you above and not beneath. You belong in the land of blessings, not the land of cursings. Satan's tried to keep you bound, but you don't belong there. You remember that little eagle story the prophet would tell us. How that that, that 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 farmer came and took that egg and he placed it down there in that cage and it was hatched out. And that eagle felt kind of funny all of his life. He felt funny all of his life. But one day, he seen Mother Eagle flying over top of him. You know, he didn't feel right in the world eating on the worms and eating on the grain. But yet he did it because his mama that he knew at the time, the mama chicken, all she told him is that, that you belong right here. She told him that you belong eating this worm, eating, eating this grain, eating this denominational food. But he heard a voice one day, Brother John, and he said, you know what? I believe that's where I belong at. 
That's where I belong at. He realized that that voice that was calling out to him was saying, you can come out. You can come up a little higher. Well, I don't know how to get up here. I want you to know you may not have to know how to get up. But there's a voice that'll tell you how to get up. Don't you stay down there. You don't belong in sin. You belong in the realms of the Holy Ghost. That eagle's a very special bird. It's built to fly higher than any other bird. It can fly higher than a hawk. It can fly higher than a chicken. You see, it can fly into a spot that no other bird can fly. It can fly directly into the sun. And when it flies all the way up to the sun, its eyes are built in such a way that it, it's a, there's a film that comes over it and he can keep on soaring. You see, because he belongs to fly up there. You know, the prophet told us that you are eagles. The Bible said that you're eagles. And yet the enemy has tried to tell you that you need hawk religion. You need chicken religion. It's hard to fly with eagles when you're living with buzzards. It's hard to fly with the eagles when you're living with chickens. Are you with me this evening? You don't belong listening to the voice of a chicken. Are you with me? You don't belong listening to the voice of Benny Chicken. You belong listening to the voice of the Son of Man. Ain't nothing wrong with chickens. I ate a couple this past week. I ain't got nothing against them. But you know, you don't belong living where chickens live. Because chickens can't fly where you can fly. You see, there's a power sitting on the inside of you that'll take you higher if you let it. You were born to fly higher. You sing that song, I believe, set my wings to the winds of faith. You see, you were born to fly higher than the denominations. They can't fly where you fly. That eagle is a very special bird. That eagle, that eagle can live up to 70 years old. But when it turns 40 years old, it's got to make a decision whether he wants to go through the pain of change. He's got to make a decision because when he gets to that spot, he either chooses to die or he chooses to change. So that eagle, if he chooses to change, he's got to fly all the way on top of Mount Baker. And he's got to get on top of Mount Baker and he's got to beat that old crust that's come over top of his face. And he's got to beat his beak off on the rock. You see, his beak, because he's getting so old, his beak has become useless to him. That crust has grown over. His feathers have become so heavy. His talons have become wore out. So he's got to go through the process of change. That eagle flies up there on top of that mountain. And Brother Branham said to watch it. He said they go through that spot and they begin to beat that old crust over to, over top of them. He said they'll beat that rock. They'll beat that rock and they'll jump back. But they keep beating it. And what they're doing is a spot of renewal. They're renewing their strength. And once that beak grows back out to its full stature, then he's got to pull out all of his old feathers. Those things that were weighing him down. That would not allow him to fly to the spot that he belonged in. 
He had to pull out all those old feathers, all of those old sicknesses, all of those old diseases, all of those old things that were holding you down that wouldn't let you fly to the spot that you belong in. That eagle's got to pull them out so that he can fly to a spot that he belongs in. And once he gets all of his old feathers pulled out, he's got to pull out all of his talents. He's got to pluck them out because they become useless and they cannot grab the meat of the word of the hour like they used to. So he's got to go through a spot of change. But if he's willing to go through the pain, he will sustain a change that will make him live to a full stature of a perfect man. He begins to fly. He begins to pull out all those things. And then he begins to take his flight of rebirth. (laughs) What a spot to be flying in. Some of you have been flying in that spot. Brother John's been telling me about a revival that's been taking place in some of your life. And you're flying at a spot that you didn't know you could fly in. There's been testimony that's been coming out of Cloverdale that you didn't know that you could fly here. But you're flying on that flight of rebirth because you were willing to let go of your past. Willing to let go of your sins. Let go of your old feathers. Oh, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. Hallelujah. You were born for this spot, young people. Don't you dare let the devil keep you off of your privileges. Brother Barham said you got to untap resources. You got there's promises that you don't even realize that are laying there for you. I know some of you sitting here. And you got broken hearts. But I want you to know he's a healer of broken hearts. I know some of you sitting here and you got a scarred past. But I want you to know he's a God that's got a blood. That provided a blood for you that can wash away all of your sins. You're sitting here and you think, my goodness. How in the world am I ever? How am I ever going to live up to the status of a believer? There is a blood. There is a blood that will wash you. There's a blood that's greater than all of your sin. There's a blood that's greater than all of your, all of the demons of your past. Those voices that keep calling out to you in the nighttime. I want you to hear me loud and clear, brother. You don't have to listen to those things. You don't belong listening to those things. You belong listening to this voice. This voice will take you higher. This voice will not tell you that you're a spawn of Satan. But this voice will tell you that you are born to receive the Holy Ghost. You are born to live here. You are born to take a rapture. Are you willing to receive this voice, young people? This voice won't leave you hanging. This voice will be there. He'll be with you even in you to the end of the world. You may leave camp here in a few days. And you may wonder, where's Brother Andrew at? Where's Brother John at? Where's Brother Michael at? I need somebody that I can talk to. But there's a mighty angel that said that I'll never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. I'll walk with you in Walmart. I'll walk with you in the Starbucks. I'll walk with you down the aisle. I'll be there with you when there seems to be no way. I'll make a way. 
You're not serving a God that's part of the way. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Don't stay there. I'm commanding you in the name of the Lord, rise up out of that demon of depression right now. Walk out of that land. You don't belong in that land of depression. Get up out of it. 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 Hallelujah. Satan wants to keep you there, but you don't belong there. Rise up. Hallelujah. The demons of hell wanted to keep Legion bound because they realized the value that Legion had. But when Jesus came walking down his road, those demons of hell could not keep Legion bound. When Jesus is on your road, all you got to do is walk out. The prophet said there would have been no way that those demons would have allowed Legion to get out there. But Legion pushed his way. Brothers and sisters, push tonight. I'm pushing with you. I'm behind you saying you can make it. You can go all the way. Young people, I'm talking about a God that will fill you so much of the Holy Ghost that depression can't stay no longer. I'm telling you about a God that will tell you that you don't have to carry that burden no more. Are you with me? I'm telling you about a God that says, that's long enough, son. That's long enough, son. That's long enough, daughter. Leave it right there. Don't pick it up. Don't pick it up. If you pick it up and you walk out of here with the same bag that you walked in, that's your fault. But I'm telling you tonight that you don't have to walk out of here the same way you walked in. This night can be the best night for the rest of your life. It can be the first night for the rest of your life. Satan's trying to whisper in your ear, don't stand up. But I'm telling you, rise and walk through the land. Hallelujah. It's a good land, Brother Michael. You can testify of it. This Holy Ghost will change your life. I'm telling you, it'll change these young people. You're desiring a personalization of the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost is here. He's going to get your son. He's going to get your daughters. And He's going to so fill them that they'll shake hell's kingdom. Who's else with us tonight? Are you willing to take Satan's kingdom down? Let me ask you, children of Israel, who's on the Lord's side? Well, I got five people on the Lord's side. Who's willing to fight with me? Who's on the Lord's side? This is not a time to be silent. This is a time to speak. This is a time to let it loose. God ain't got big weak spots and heavy spots. Every touch of God is omnipotent. It's all powerful. If you'd allow Him to touch you today, if you'd allow Him to move to you today, He'll touch your life in such a way. You'll walk out of here free. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. 
Don't stay there in that condition. Don't stay there in that land. Separate yourself. Separate yourself. Let the Holy Ghost have His way. Let the Holy Ghost move. Won't you rise up and walk? If you're tired of living in that condition, Legion, won't you walk to this altar? If you're tired of dealing with that depression, won't you walk to this altar? If you're tired of dealing with that sin in your life, won't you walk to this altar? If you're tired of fighting with your own self, won't you walk to this altar? If you're tired of messing, if you're tired of dabbling in those old things that you know you shouldn't be dabbling in, won't you walk to this altar? And I'm telling you tonight, there's a God that'll change you. There's a God that's telling you you don't belong in the sin of your past. There may have been things in your daddy's past that the enemy's telling me, well, your daddy did that. You're going to have to do that. I want you to arise right now and say, Satan, you're a liar. Satan, you're afraid because I'm about to get a power on the inside of me that'll set me flying, that'll put me in a land that I belong. Children, I want you to know Satan's afraid of you. Satan's afraid that you're going to make a move. Satan's afraid of this altar call. And the reason why Satan's afraid of this altar call is because there's going to be a young people that walk out of here so filled with the Holy Ghost. That it'll shake Laodicea. It'll shake Mount Baker. It'll never be the same. How about you parents? How about you parents? How about you desiring the baptism of the Holy Ghost? How about you desiring that God will heal your body? That God will heal your daddy? That God will heal your husband? That God will heal your mama? Won't you come stand? Won't you come stand in the need of your brother? In the need of your sister? Won't you let your faith loose? There's nothing going to hold you back tonight. Won't you let your faith loose? Won't you let God move? He has watched you. He's watched you all this time, son. He's had you in his hands the whole time. There's nothing happened to you that he didn't know about. Some of you don't believe this. I want you to take a step out. I want you to take a leap of faith. You think it's a move of a man. This ain't a move of a man. This is God moving. Maybe some of you sitting back here. Well, I've walked to the altar before, no change. Won't you give God a chance? Won't you give God a chance? Won't you give God a chance?
to give God a chance, son. He knows all of your fear. He knows all of your pain. You don't belong listening to that God. God sees you, sis. God sees you. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. Abraham took a walk. Why don't you take a walk? It may hurt you to walk out, but won't you take a walk? Don't let nothing hold you back. Don't you 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 let nothing hold you back. There's a God that's here. And the pillar of fire is here. Don't you open up your soul. Don't you open up the windows of your soul. Let the Holy Ghost begin to move. Let him pulsate. He's been pulsating. He's been moving. Let him on in. Let him on in. Let him on in. Let him on in. Now, Father, I call upon the God of heaven. I invoke the God of heaven, the God that created this world, the God that spinned the world off the end of his fingertips, and he holds the world upon nothing. Now, God, you're the God that takes nobodies and makes them somebodies. You're a God that fills empty vessels. You're a God that washes away all of sin. You're a God that changes and transforms. You're a God that is for these young people. Now, Father, you didn't bring them here this far just to leave them here. You brought them here to take them all the way. Now, Father, they're here crying out for you. They're asking for a supernatural God to move in their life. May the God of William Branham show up tonight. You're the God that wrote the word. You're the God that is obligated to keep your word. You're not obligated to me, but you're obligated to that word. And you said if we'd repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remissions of our sins, that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that this promise is unto you and to your children, as many as the Lord our God shall call. You're still calling. You're still proving. You're still acting. You're still living. Now, Jesus... Won't you just come and disperse your glory on Mount Baker? Father, we've had enough of intellectual conceptions. We've had enough of intellectual talks. We need a God that'll change us. We need a God that'll fill us. We need a God that'll walk in us. We need a God that is. We need need not a God that was. We need a God that is. We need to wake you out of history. Hallelujah. 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 Won't you take your body into this atmosphere? Won't you take your body? 
into this atmosphere that's moving. People said that you'd never make it. They said you wouldn't last. But you're still standing. And they're nowhere in the picture. God has ordained you. God has predestined you. You're right where you belong now, brother. change. You've lived in 
disappointment, but I want you to know you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. Some of you, I see you. You're suffering with a broken heart. He's a healer of a broken heart. You believe that tonight? You believe He can heal your broken heart? Time ago, I was in my house, and my wife, sister Katie, that's here with us. Somebody had really disappointed her. Somebody had broken her heart. Somebody had said something that. Just kind of crushed her. And I knew nothing about it. And the Spirit of the Lord came in to the room where we were at. And I said, Sister Katie, what's wrong? And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, there's a light hanging over top of you. And she began to tell me the ordeal that had happened. Just crushed her. She said, how you know? I said, there's a light in this room. And he's made me aware that something's wrong. And she said to me, Brother Michael. She said, I was just praying, God. Won't you come and give me a hug? Lord, I need a hug from you. Maybe you're in that condition and you need a hug from God. Won't you let him wrap his arms around you? And I say this to you. That that same pillar of fire that's here. Is the same God that will hear your broken heart. I don't know you. I come all the way from the other side of the world to tell you he's a healer of a broken heart. God came and gave Sister Katie a hug. Won't you let him wrap his arms around you tonight? And when he wraps his arms around you tonight, sis, I want you to wrap your arms around him. He said, God, you cared enough to come and tell me that you heal my heart. I'm going to take you at your word, Lord. Man can disappoint you. Man can hurt you. But this God will never hurt you. You don't belong in that land. You belong in the land of healing. Do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? Won't you let him wrap his arms around you? All things 
are possible only believe only physically possible I could lay that my hand upon you now but if it don't make you feel uncomfortable won't you lay your hand over on your brother and lay your hand on your sister they walked to this altar with a need you walked into this church with a need and science even tells us that there is a light that is transferred when a believer lays its hand upon another believer now you prayed for yourself and I don't want you to stay there praying for yourself. I want you to pray for the brother or the sister you got your hand on. I want you to intercede for them. I want you to ask the Holy Ghost to change their situation. Heal their broken heart. May He set them at liberty. Father God, Lord, you're so sweet and so precious. There's no name like your name. It's the sweetest name that's ever been wrote. The sweetest name that's ever been spoke. The name of Jesus. Father, and the enemy hates that name. Because when sons of God, daughters of God begin to speak that name over situation, Satan can't stay any longer. Because your perfect loves begin to cast out fear. Begins to cast out doubt. Father, I pray as the name of Jesus is spoken across mortal tongue. I pray, Father, that if it had enough power to bring life to a dead baby. I pray that it bring life to a dead wounds. Life to dead hearts. Life to situations. Lord Jesus, won't you have your way? There's brothers that's praying for brothers, sisters praying for sisters. Father, they're in there, they're interceding in prayer for their brother. Lord, I pray, Father, the prophet would say that I've seen more miracles happen in this ministry of laying on hands and, and those have those in different, different styles of ministry. Father, I pray as they're praying for others and that hand is laid upon that other. Lord, you said in your own word to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lord, I pray that the sick in mind would be recovered. The sick in body would be recovered. The sick in spirit would be recovered. And I pray that the power of the Holy Ghost 
would begin to move in their life. Lord, I pray that you'd have your ultimate way. May you have the preeminence. May the headship of Christ come down. And may your mind be their mind. May your thinking be their thinking. May they walk out of this service saying, Something has happened. Something has happened. In the name of Jesus. God have your way.